Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. This is Trauma Bonding with your host, Brooke Garza. And today I wanted to cover a topic of apologies, and not just apologies, but also forgiveness and what that looks like on different people. For me, I think apologies in my everyday life look different. There is obviously the little minor apologies, bumping into somebody or doing something that you didn't mean to, and it's just by accident. So those little oops, I'm sorry kind of things. And then there's the really big apologies. I have found as an adult, Unless you're doing something big and where it is necessary to really apologize to someone, I don't see it as much as maybe as whenever I was a kid. And I have two younger brothers, so me as the only girl, I... (laughs) I would try to fight them as they were trying to fight themselves. And so those would turn into really big things and big apologies. But also I come from a divorced home. And within that, I have found my parents as their adults, them apologizing to my brother and I, um, my parents split up, but you know, those were those big apologies I have found in my life during that time of like divorce and whatnot. But I have found this book called Conflict and Communication by Fred E. Jandit. And I've been reading on it and reading throughout its um, its contents and how to deal with conflict or what types of conflicts there are and the communication behind all of it too. And in chapter nine, it talks about apologies. And I think it's a very interesting concept. Um, apologies in the everyday life or apologies in the big sense and how to forgive somebody too. So there's a bunch of things in here and I decided I wanted to not only um, hear from, I didn't want my audience just to hear from me, I also wanted them to hear from others or someone else and their apologies in the everyday life. So I am going to present some interviews today that I've conducted and show how other people react to apologies and apologies in their everyday life and how they deal with it. Because I know how I deal with mine and my um, apologies and forgiveness. Apologies I don't make an apology unless it is warranted and if it's something big enough to apologize for because I think apologies need to be sincere and need to be meaningful. So when somebody accidentally hits me in the hallway or whatever, just walking, you know, those aren't, those are little sincere things, but they're not the big apologies that everybody thinks about too. Also, in the book, I read um, that the 
term, my bad, was actually started from the 1995 movie Clueless. It kind of came about where um, Cher in the movie says, oops, my bad, and keeps walking. I think she has hit, she hit somebody on accident, and she goes, my bad, and from then on, it caught on, and I think that's just a really funny thing. You know, 1995 was not too long ago almost 26 years ago and it's only been a phrase that has been widely used for only 26 years so it's very very interesting about you know the little things behind all that and that we can read and we can discuss so please enjoy this interview that I've conducted hello and welcome to my podcast thank you so much for being here Thanks for having me. So I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. I have been reading this book and taking this class, and I got to this chapter about apologies, and I thought I'd use this to do some interviews and ask a couple of people some questions, and I thought that you would have some good insight, so I asked you to be here. So um, first we're talking about apologies and apologies are kind of a touchy subject um but I think you would have some good insight on some of the questions I'm going to ask so uh, my first question to you is how do you observe apologies in your everyday life so I think apologies happen you know with out always consciously thinking about it like I think of just being at the grocery store and even you know um maybe your basket gets too close to somebody or you need to get around them. And so, you know, say, you know, sorry, excuse me, you know, that kind of thing. Um, uh, apologies at work, you know, for, um, you know, if you're late to a meeting or, um, you know, something you bump into someone or something like that, you know, apologies typically like in my everyday life are super quick and not really, um, deep really Mm -hmm. you know meaningful um you know at home you know if you hurt somebody's feelings or something we often apologize for that but um you know I really don't find that I get into a lot of situations that um really require a a really deep personal apology you Mm -hmm. know typically those are kind of bigger instances of you know um hurting somebody's feelings or um, something like that. Okay, so you bring up work. And just to tell the audience a little bit about you, you're a kindergarten teacher. So I am asking from like an educated uh, point of view in the classroom setting, how do you find uh, like apologies in in that way? So... um, I teach kindergarten, of course, like you mentioned, and um, so apologies are um, something I feel like needs modeling in the classroom, you know, and we kind of, we often guide children to apologize to one another if their feelings are hurt, Um, and of course we model apologies if we, you know, bump into each other or, um, you know, splash water on someone Mm -hmm. or something very simple like that. Um, you know, we model apologies with young children a lot of times that way. Um, so in kindergarten, have you found like, because they are 
younger, they aren't, they might not be thinking too much about the apology or how bigger or smaller it should be. Right. So I think though, um, one of the biggest things is just modeling that. So it feels comfortable, you know, because, um, you know, if children aren't taught to apologize, then a lot of times they're more likely to be confrontational, um, instead of apologetic and, and able to kind of build that healthy, um, friendship. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think that it's, it's healthy to, to, to model that apologizing and to help them understand the importance of the sincerity, you know, so they mean it when they say, oh, I'm sorry for cutting your paper or something, you know. Mm -hmm. So another part of this book I'm reading in the apology chapter that I've read is about forgiveness. And I'll, I'll touch up more on that in a different question as well. But how do you find forgiveness in a classroom? So they are little. And so I, I would almost expect them to, you know, not not do so many offenses. But um, how do you find forgiveness in the little things? So I think that, um, you know, helping guide students under, to understand, um, you know, that we all make mistakes and we all do things that require an apology. Um, but that, that then we move on. We don't, um, continue to hold on to that aggravation. Um, you know, for me with students, you know, every day is fresh and new, no matter what happened the day before. Um, because for so many of them, you don't know what they're going through at home and, um, so it's, I think, very beneficial for students to understand they really do have, you know, kind of a clean slate every day. And so I model forgiveness with them in my own actions, but then help them to kind of feel that forgiveness with one another and um, always, you know, really leave on a positive note if someone has had to apologize or, you know, at the end of the day, if they've had kind of a rough um you know, kind of a rough day and had to, to give some apologies. So, um, I'm taking all of that and I'm kind of thinking in my own brain to ask too, as, um, a new teacher going in in a couple of months being my first year teaching, but I'm teaching high school. Um, my question to you, or really if I may ask some advice Mm -hmm. on apologies and forgiveness even though I am teaching high school, maybe a a broad advice that you would give to a brand new teacher. So I think even though, um, you know, high school students are very different from kindergarten students, they, um, they operate much the same way, you know, and I think that, um, you know, high school students deal with a whole, a whole lot more, um, you know, things that are emotional. Um, And so I think it's important for them to have that level of comfort in the classroom. So if they know they can start fresh every day um, with you, then they'll be able to focus on your lesson and know that um, they really are getting the benefit of what you're teaching if they're comfortable and feel welcome. And so, um, you know, whatever they may be doing that is 
aggravating or requiring them to apologize, you know, if you're not just, if you're not seeing eye to eye, um, on things in the classroom for them to have that level of comfort and, and know that you're forgiving and, and welcoming because your job there is to teach. And so you have to create an environment where they are teachable and where they can learn, um, because, you know, they're, they're forgiven from, you know, whatever kind of action may have caused, um, some initial discomfort maybe. Okay. Well, I am going to wrap it up here. I think that I've learned a lot from you and this has given me a totally new perspective on teaching and I I can't wait to get into the classroom myself and you know learn my students and learn you know the different things that they are going to bring to the table and how I'm going to have to handle that but I think your advice was some solid advice that I'm definitely going to take and I really appreciate so thank you so much yeah I'm excited for you you're gonna do great thank you I forgot to mention that that was my stepmom who is a kindergarten teacher in the um, school district that where we are from and she gave a lot of good advice and I really appreciated everything that she had to say. I hope that you did as well. I hope you keep listening and I know I said interviews so stay tuned for a part two next week of a different interview I did. So thank you so much for listening and hope to see you next time.